Hey everyone, Tucker Dixon here with your weekly recap. We started off last week with a bunch of bad news. The death of Bob Saget, the website being down, Vinny's friend and child being born prematurely, and the Bills winning the AFC East. But Vinny had a way of cheering us all up, by bringing in a story about a man who raped an infant until it was brain dead. Anyways, Carl brought in a man who once looked at Virginia on a map, and then went to Florida and murdered a bunch of people. That's all I got for this week. Tucker, out. Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Michael Polpock has the tape. Creepos, welcome to the first official Snow Day episode of The Creep Off. I am your host, Vinny Paulino. I like pizza a lot, and I eat a lot of pizza. Joining me is my co-host, Hot Carla. What is happening, Vinny? Live from your basement. That is correct. Look at yeah. us. We're doing this remotely this instead is, of in your studio. This is great. This is the first time we've ever done it, and hopefully we can do this a lot more because I don't know if I could stand to be in the fucking room with you after the Bills game. Also, the people at the comedy club hate my guts. So yeah, it's probably a better idea that we just do this remotely from here on out. Not big fans. <laughs> Not a big Not fan. Not yeah. big fans. They heard you shit talk Danzig. Is that what happened? No. <laughs> this is going to be an exciting day. It is a holiday. It's a national holiday today. Today we honor the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., no, Long actually, today is the day when all of those slaves in Texas found out that they had been freed two years no, earlier. That's my birthday, Juneteenth. Oh, this isn't Juneteenth today? No, no, no. This oh, is Dr. Oh. King Day. Who's Dr. King? What, wait, what? What is this? He, wait, he was a slave? Was he freed? No, no. He was a minister from Selma, Alabama, who okay. helped lead a passive resistance to uh, oppression and uh, basically Jim, the, the fucking separate but equal bullshit laws in the South. You know, you'd be passive too if you were getting laid as much as that guy was. That guy was pulling down so much tail. Why we got to fight? Why we got to fight? <laughs> I'm just saying. He was, want, he was really cool for a lot of reasons is all I'm trying to say. All I want is a sandwich and a smoke. <laughs> and a day <laughs> off. And a day off. And you got uh, it, well, buddy. In honor of Dr. King today, we are going to lampoon the worst enemies of Dr. King, white supremacists. Today, we are going to find the creepiest white supremacist. How is this the first time we've done this category? I don't know. I think a lot of them have probably accidentally fallen into this category. True. But today, we That's are true. specifically looking for the creepiest white supremacist. Happy what about birthday, last Dr. week, King. though, Vinny? Uh, don't we have to talk about the voting from last week and find out where we're at with that? You sure you want to do that? What's the score right now in this round? Uh, I'm getting lost. One to one. It's it one, to one. Okay. one to one. Okay. All well, right. As of and today, I need to win this in order to start getting the Patreon money again because I'm not getting Patreon money until I win again. Well, not until you. You have to win five in a row. Right. 
Yeah, correct. Yeah, I have to correct. win the whole round. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like to just keep this rolling as long as possible. Thank you, all my VN Hunt True Believers, Scum Parade, Mary Marchers, and Creepomaniacs, brother. Carl, you lost. Uh... Oh, please. He's trying to make a point. And this is a huge Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My creep, Benjamin Taylor, was way creepier than BJ Long. Benjamin Taylor raped a baby to death what was the uh, final vote count you lost by uh well over 30 votes god damn it well over i thought I did, I thought i did a pretty good job presenting my creep last week you had basically the true crime robin leach read your shit for you <laughs> is that the problem and he murdered her by candlelight in a fabulous shanty bar the creek just terrible whoever that guy was so she means- died the way most people would like to live all right <laughs> like, did you just do dad pardo i think so <laughs> i don't watch like murdered by our special musical guest i don't watch life sounds rich and famous i can't do a robin leach i feel like that was just one of those you were born in the 80s and lived in the 90s kind of things that just it was ingrained on you all right. Well, does that mean you're going to go first then for creepiest white supremacist? It does. It does, Carl. So and you're uh, up two to one. All right. Ring that bell. Carl, I think you'd agree with me when I say when trying to pick the creepiest anything, sometimes what makes the creep is not so much the actions that these monsters are guilty of. But oh, kinda... wait a second. You're already trying to set something up here. Okay. Yep. But, Let's hear about but, the thought crime. Let's hear about the... these thought crimes here. But the effects that they have on society. Okay. Okay. And I have to say my creep really is a lot of what's wrong with society. He is so creepy and deluded that he is clearly at the top of the list for creepiest white supremacist. And uh, my creep today is a father of one. His name, Nathan Larson. Nathan Larson. I did not know that name when you sent it over to me. Well, he's not familiar. Creepy fact right out of the gate. For a white supremacist, he, uh, I will say this. He was a little liberal. He did marry a trans man named Finn. Interesting. All right. Whom he had a daughter with. This apparently was an incredibly toxic relationship. <laughs> so confusing. Yeah, okay, I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's to, like uh, when you're gay, that's the one thing you can't knock up the other person. That's like the one benefit no, no, from no, no, it. No, no, no. Trans man is a woman to man. No, I know. Which is a man, right? Isn't right. that the rules? I mean, that's yeah. the rules. But so if you if you date person. a man... A man with an old with over. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hate speech, hate speech alert. If you date a man, someone who identifies as a man, that makes you a gay man, right? But if you come into them nine months later, <laughs> all right, I, shit I don't happens. Go through that That's anymore. science. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Either way, they were in a relationship. It was toxic. This guy used to dead name her. What? Him. He used to dead Outrageous. name him. I'm sorry. All right, and, you win this week. <laughs> that's that's just too miss- creepy. And he would misgender Finn at every opportunity. He also raped him a lot. Oh, okay. That's a problem. Yeah. In fact, the sexual abuse caused Finn to uh, commit suicide. Wow. Yeah. In online posts on websites that Nathan Larson owned, he used to brag about raping his late ex-wife and wanting to rape his young daughter, too. He would brag about this on the internet? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to talk lots about him, but let's thank God this guy relinquished the rights to his daughter. I'm just going to start there. Now, does raping his trans spouse make him a racist? No. (laughs) No, Most certainly not. No. No. The last word I would use. It does not. (laughs) 
That's the last word I would use to describe that. It does make a creep, point one. But I can say one thing that does make him a little suspect on the racist list here is he was not a big fan of Barack Obama. Okay. I know a lot of people weren't. A lot of people weren't. Carl, your hatred is based on policy, not skin color. Correct. Socialism is my problem. Yes. There you go. Now, here's something he said on the internet. I don't even consider Barack Obama to be the first black president. He's the first mulatto president, our first Oreo president, he had to say. He was raised by white women. Wait a second. Did he steal that from my stand-up act? That's messed up, man. That's, he should give me credit, well, at least. He was very upset with Barack Obama being I do 12 minutes on how that guy's an Oreo cookie, and it's, it crushes. It slays the room every time. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't All do right. that. <laughs> Don't do that. Tell uh, Mark at the Comedy Club I'm, I'm happy to MC anytime. Uh, I'm available. In December 2008, Larson sent an email to the United States Secret Service claiming, quote, I am writing to inform you that in the near future, I will kill the president of the United States of America. The email was easily traced back to him. He was subsequently arrested and prosecuted for making a death threat against the president. In May 2009, he pled guilty and was sentenced to 16 months in prison. Oh, is that what happened to Kathy Griffin, too? Did she get 16 months in prison? No, 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 no. To kill the president? Oh, no? Oh, weird. No, no. Okay. She, she actually got dropped down a peg. She's an F-list celebrity now. Oh, is that what happened? She was okay. on the D-list. Now she's on the F-list. <laughs> got it. Yeah. He spent 16 months in jail. And mm-hmm. when he got out, he had- We're sending was, an email. That's a really stupid reason to go to jail. Sending not an email. allowed to threaten the life of the president. No, no I know. I'm, I'm glad he went to, to jail. I'm just saying, like, if you're trying to avoid prison, that's an easy way to, to avoid it. And that's, like, the least of the things this guy was doing. Okay. So he was very upset after he was released because he was ordered to participate in mental health treatment programs. Mm-hmm. And he wrote an email scolding the judge for wasting taxpayer money on mental health treatment that he received because, quote, I'm not mentally ill. <laughs> Said the mentally ill man. That's, of course you don't know that. You're mentally ill. That's how well, you don't know. He worked his days as an accountant, Carl. And okay. uh, after he got out, he started running websites in his spare time. When he was not doing people's taxes, he ran sites with themes such as jailbait and zoophilia. He also ran a pro-rape forum called Raping uh, Girls is Fun. That was the name of it? Yes. He was also a prolific contributor to Wikipedia until he got caught. They figured out who he was, and they banned him. So he was very upset about being uh, censored, and he decided that he was going to fix it all. He decided that the system is the problem, Carl, not his beliefs. I think he's the problem. He decided he was going to run for Congress, Carl. Oh, good. Okay. That's how you fix it. You got to get involved. That's right. You can't just sit on your hands. When you you see injustice, you need to act. Here's some quotes from an article he did with the Huffington Post. He said, people prefer when there's an outsider who doesn't have anything to lose and is willing to say what's on a lot of people's minds. A lot of people are tired of political correctness and being constrained by it. Yeah, I mean, if you can't run a pro-rape site, what country is this? I mean, I want to live in a free country. I just love how Carl likes this guy. I know Carl likes this guy. So far, so good. What else you got? Now, he had quite the platform, Carl. Yeah. He released what he called his Larson for Congress manifesto. Probably not the best choice. The word manifesto is, yeah, not good. Not a yeah. good choice of words there. Like nobody gets elected. Like Joe Biden didn't release his manifesto for America. No, no. It's it's it should be a plan. 
Correct. I'll just read you a little bit of it, if you don't mind. Is that all right, sure. Carl? I know you're into libertarian politics. I am. I, Nathan Larson, hereby announce my candidacy as a quasi-neo-reactionary libertarian in Virginia's 10th Congressional District for 2018. As a representative, my main agenda will be number one, stopping the war on drugs. Okay, so I'm pro so that. Yep, I like uh, it. Number two, protecting gun ownership rights. Sure, why not? Number three, putting an end to U.S. involvement in foreign war ah, wars. I love that one. Yes, all right. This guy's got some good points. Specifically arising from our country's alliance with Israel. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Point number four. Yeah. Benevolent white supremacy. Benevolent. 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 Yes. Oh, okay. Larson calls Adolf Hitler and Joseph Smith his, quote, white supremacist heroes. This is in his manifesto. He you're also get elected to office by saying that you're pretty cool with this shit that Hitler did, right? That's kind of a dumb idea. Well, he's not trying to win this. Would you like to hear the quote? Because yeah. this, this blew my fucking mind. These are the people that are scary to me because they're like the intellectuals who don't think that they're racist. Yeah. This is what he wrote. Some alt writers are more inclined to say we should kill off all non-whites end quote, or otherwise get rid of them since we don't need them. Some alt writers would say that it's probably true that we could survive without them, but there can be benefits sometimes to keeping around animals to whom we're superior rather than driving them extinct. If non-whites ever became too obsolete and useless to be worth keeping around, then they will simply become unable to earn a living. Quote, the invisible hand of the market will destroy them. We don't need to actually go out of our way to make this happen sooner than it would happen naturally, one might argue. If non-whites can defend themselves from being killed by whites, that is proof of their inferiority. But those whites who find non-whites useful will probably try to defend them from those whites who want to kill them. Taking property is different from taking a life. The former as an economic benefit for the aggressor. While the latter doesn't, people who have no property can still be useful as slaves, included as pets, which are a type of slave, he clarifies. Typically, only those who prove unfit, even to serve as slaves, end up being annihilated entirely. That is in his campaign manifesto for the Congress of the United States. You, can I can say I this guy's a white supremacist yet? Can I tell you which part I disagree with? I hope all. Most. The part where he 90%, says that, Please say at least 90... Please say 98%. The part where he said that pets are slaves. I mean, you have dogs. You treat those animals so well. They're not slaves. They're having the best lives ever. That is the 2% we can kind of agree on. Pets are you not slaves. The, you rub the belly a bit. You feed them. It's a love fest. Yeah. And my dog doesn't do shit for me. Right. That's what I mean. It's like, you think Fetch is helping us with anything around here? No, it's not. Well, that was only point four in his beliefs and his manifesto. Can I continue? I think this guy's mentally ill, Vinny. Uh, number five, private borders. Number six, restoring the patriarchy. Okay. Number seven, <laughs> freedom of speech. And number eight, freedom from age restrictions. Oh, geez. Maybe oh, <laughs> how about I let him clarify his stance a little bit? on this because he did uh, do an interview with some news folks. You could always tell someone's going to say something stupid when they put a warning like this on the front of it. 
Normally, we don't give people with abhorrent beliefs a platform in which to share those ideas. That's what the creep-off does. This man is running right. for Congress, and as much as I personally hate to put this man on TV, we believe it's important for people to know why he's running for Congress. Okay, well, why are you running for Congress? Well, it's because he wants to legalize it. Nathan Larson told me he wants to, quote, restore liberty and make incest legal. What oh. about sexual relations with your own children? Like, I, I would favor, like, le legalizing incest. So why is that? Just because uh, personal freedom. Chris Chen voted for this guy, that is what you're telling me, right? I would imagine. The reporter does have him clarify some of his stance here. And okay. I think he, he has some real reason, reason thinking. What about a, the children's rights? Oh. Wouldn't that be rape to have sex with a child? Yes, it is. Uh, well, like, like with girls, I mean, I just believe that it should be for fathers to make those decisions. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta be a joke, right? No. What do you think his campaign manager was doing? <laughs> I guess he's he figuring a child. Here, he continues to espouse his beliefs. What about their protection? Oh, the law doesn't treat them as uh, having the full rights of adults. They don't have the right to decide for themselves, so dad gets to decide for them. That's what he's basically saying. Can I, just, can I just say this, Vinny? If you'd like to Not only should it. this person be locked up, but every single person who voted for him. And I don't care if they just saw, like, whatever symbol was next to his name and thought, this is my guy. You yeah. should have done your research. If you voted for this guy, I, I say life in prison. He also had one more thing that was on his platform that the reporter had to point out. Nathan Larson also told me he doesn't think wives should be allowed to accuse their husbands of rape. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, that's on track. That tracks yeah, that, with this guy. That's a personal one right there. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because I believe that there's um, a lot of countries over in the Middle East that would agree with him on that. Maybe he wants to go over there. Yeah, well, I don't think they want him. Well, they also don't have uh, guys with pussies, so I don't know. It turns out that he lost this race, Carl. And uh, He didn't win? Yeah, he did stay super busy for a while, though, because he started some new websites. Uh, one was called Child Wiki childporn.info oh jesus styro which is about self-harm and suicide lolly hunter fairy f-a-e-r-i-e gastronomy just, just make one of the sites good you know it's, it's about quality not quantity this you don't need that the, many websites this guy's the patrick michael of child porn yeah i know seriously he just gets bored with it moves on to the next thing i like this one misogyny wiki jizzcoding.mo Suiped, which is suic for suicidal pedophiles, and uh, incel apocalypse. Now, I think this guy might be mentally ill. Oh, well, he's more of a problem because so far, all of his issues have been ideas, apart from raping, raping his husband to the point of him committing suicide. Yes. I am sorry. This is tough, isn't it? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, but I want to do right. I want to be better. On December 14th, 2020, Larson was arrested in Denver, Colorado, Carl. Guess what he did? What did he do, Vinny? Well, they were felony charges of kidnapping, child abduction, soliciting child pornography from a minor, and meeting the child for the intention of sex, along with the misdemeanor charge of harboring a minor. The charges were in relation to an alleged plot to kidnap a 12-year-old girl from California. I shouldn't call this an alleged plot because he did kidnap a 12-year-old child from California. Okay. Authorities say Larson had convinced the girl through manipulation and grooming 
to send him pornographic images of herself during the last few months. So it started in like October. Then on the morning of December 14th, around 2 a.m., he convinced the girl to sneak out of her Fresno home and travel to an airport with him in a rideshare vehicle. So a fucking Uber picked this girl up. <laughs> yeah. Once at the airport, authorities say Larson instructed the child to wear a wig to alter her appearance and pretend that she was disabled and unable to speak. Which, honestly, that's a really bad plan because, you know, you're going to set off the alarms at the airport. Uh-oh, retard alert! <laughs> Basically, he says, don't talk to anybody, keep your mouth shut. She didn't say anything. They boarded a flight to Washington, D.C., but there was a layover in Denver. Okay. Now, the problem was the girl's parents found out she was missing. Yeah. Uh, the police showed up, and they immediately started looking at all of her electronics and all that shit, and they found this guy's info so they basically found out oh he's in town oh look he got on a plane this is the plane Whoa. he's on that's impressive they, that's it, quick it's fucking work. impressive they determined his itinerary and during the flights layover in denver located him with the girl placed him under arrest the child was uninjured and arrangements were made to have her reunited with her family in fresno that day now his parents house where he lived was raided and it was discovered that he was running a massive keto message board like a very popular pedo message board called Rapey, which Oops, encouraged and facilitated sharing media of pedophilia and child rape. So all these idiots were sharing pictures of themselves raping children. And December 23rd, 2020, he was indicted on multiple federal charges. He faces life in prison if convicted, and he is still awaiting trial. Guilty verdict or not, this motherfucker is a creep. Of the yeah. highest caliber. <clears throat> and I'll give it to you. White supremacist. This guy sickened me. There was no better choice. Well, I agree with you, Vinny, because you only want to file ch child molesters. That's your MO. So when I said white supremacist, I thought for sure you would be like, oh, okay, I can do something different besides just people who rape children. Nope, not Vinny. Vinny's like, oh, and by the way, he also has views about non-whites that are kind of controversial, but mainly... Controversial? He said they should kill or kept his pets. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? All right. The Is more it my the controversial. Turn? Is it my turn now? Yeah, I guess. Okay, cool. So I wanted to point out, because I think a lot of times when we think about white supremacists, we all think about the KKK. We think about took slavery. took my baby away. We think, we think about slavery in the United States, and we think it's like a U.S. problem. But it is not just a U.S. problem. There are certainly problems in other countries, specifically New Zealand. Are you familiar with Christchurch, New Zealand? Yeah, I met Steve Wrigley. And the massacre from 2019 at multiple uh, mosques there. Are you familiar I, with this? I am very familiar with it, yes. It wasn't that long ago. Brenton Harrison... Tarrant. That was the kid's name? Uh, yes, that was the gunman. Let's get the uh, report. An anti-Muslim terror attack in New Zealand. The prime minister there is calling it one of the nation's darkest days. A gunman attacked two mosques while hundreds of Muslims were praying. The man who is claiming responsibility and charged with murder is an extreme right-wing white supremacist who live-streamed the attack, saying it was aimed at immigrants. So this guy decided to just murder unarmed Muslims while they were praying in the middle of the afternoon on a Friday. He's an Australian gentleman who uh, grew up with some uh, fucked up views on things. His dad committed suicide 
and left him like a half a million dollars. Like uh, so, my creep's husband? Yes. So this kid was able to go out and buy a lot of guns and a lot of ammo. There's some, certainly... And see, there's a lesson in that for everyone. If you have children, leave them nothing. Spend it on yourself before you go. Leave them Fuck nothing. Them. Make, make them. them learn a skill. Give them something to do with their time. Aside from murdering everybody. All right, let's hear more about this event. Horrific scenes in a normally peaceful country playing out at two mosques in Christchurch. As worshippers were at midday prayers, the holiest of the week, multiple people ruthlessly gunned down. At 1.42 p.m. local time, witnesses say a man dressed all in black entered the Masjid al-Nur mosque, shooting an automatic weapon. That's right. On March 15, 2019, at 1.40 p.m., he entered the mosque in Rikatarden, and began shooting approximately 190 people. I don't think people, they're allowed to call men. them that. <laughs> Sorry, my accent's a little bit off. Uh, 190 people, mostly men, were attending Friday prayer at the time. Tarrant was live streaming for 17 minutes before and during the first shooting and between the two shootings on Facebook Live, starting with the drive to the mosque and ending as he drove away. Just before the shooting, he played several songs. And I actually watched this video. So he's in his car. Top 10 murder playlist. He's in his car and he's listening to music. And this is exactly from that video. What is that? Fucking polka? It's fucking polka. And Weird Al could not be reached for comment. But I want to know if he's somehow, somehow responsible for this heinous crime. That occurred. Now, Vinny, I did actually be stupid man. I did actually find the video that he live streamed. It's banned in uh, Australia and New Zealand, but I did send you the first minute or so of it. Oh, if, I saw. If, if you want to play it, I don't know if you do or not. I don't know what your sensibility is on this. I'll play it, but I don't know if we should put it in the YouTube video. I don't know. I'll either. play it for the audio. Okay, I'm gonna start well, right now. Yeah, maybe you can describe what you're seeing because it starts off. He's walking up to the mosque, and Hold a guy on, like. Here we go. A guy greets him like, hello, brother, and he just shoots yep. him. I got him walking up this place. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he's, just, he's got a big rifle. Oh, that's a lot of blood. Oh, my God. So oh. now, Melee is breaking out oh inside. My God. He's walking down the hallway, looking into rooms and just taking people out. The thing about a mask that I learned from this Big open rooms everywhere you go. This is why. Oh God! I know this is brutal. It's like it's like watching a video game. And he's got a strobe light on the end of his gun to like disorient people, so they don't. They're looking back. They don't know what's going on. They're getting shot at. The one guy oh, tried to stop him. Like, oh God! The one guy tried you to stop him and he shot him. Worship. You need pews, people. You yeah, need. Yeah, pews. you need something to hide behind. Yes. It's pretty brutal. Carl, that video. I'm not showing that to people. Yeah, I know. I didn't think you would. I didn't think you would, but I had to find that and Holy send it over because it's horrific. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he, so he did this because his daddy, his daddy, went. Why did so, he do well, this? Well, he, he has a big problem with uh, the immigration policies that are going on in a lot of countries, including in uh, New Zealand. He left the mosque, went outside, got another gun, went back inside. After that, he drove off. Why? I uh, think he got him. 
Yeah, while he went back and shot people who were still laying down just to make sure that they were dead. Then he drove off about five minutes after arriving at the mosque, uh, firing at people and cars through the windscreen and closed window of his own car. He said on the live stream that he had planned to set the mosque on fire. Four modified petrol containers were found in his car. So I guess he didn't get to that part of it. Police had arrived just as he was leaving. He didn't get to that part of the plan. Yeah, he didn't get to that part of the plan because he had to get to the next mosque. So he drove eastward. Police didn't see him leave. He's going up to 81 miles per hour, weaving in between lanes against oncoming traffic, driving onto the grass median strip. At 1.51, the live stream ended, but his GoPro device continued to record what he was up to. And uh, they would find him eight minutes after that. But first, he went to the Linwood so Islamic he's just, Center. He's just ba- he's just barreling through oncoming traffic, listening yep. to like roll out the barrels. We'll Correct. have a barrel of fun. Holy shit! This guy is a lunatic. Uh, so one fifty two, he arrives at the Linwood Islamic Center, which is three miles from the other mosque, and there's about a hundred people there inside. He parks his car at the mosque's driveway, preventing other cars from entering or leaving. According to a witness, he was initially unable to find the mosque's main door. So instead, he was shooting people outside and through a window. Killed four, but alerted those inside, fortunately. So people had a little bit more of a heads up than the first mosque. Uh, This one guy, this worshiper named Abdul Aziz Wahubazada, ran outside. I guarantee you that is not correct. He could just I, let that one slide. He could just let me go with that one. No. You could, uh, no he ran outside as Tarrant was retrieving another gun from his car. He threw a payment term- terminal at Tarrant. Uh, he then fired at Aziz, who picked up an empty shotgun that he had dropped, took cover behind nearby cars, and attempted to draw his attention by shouting, I'm here. This guy's a little bit of a hero. Regardless, Tarrant Makes still it entered the mosque. all about him, doesn't he? He's got to make yeah. it all about him. Well, this guy didn't fall for it. He entered the mosque where he shot and killed three more people. And when Tarrant returned to his car, Aziz threw the shotgun at him. But uh, that didn't help matters at all. I mean, it was very brave. It was very impressive. But uh, this guy drove away. Now, just a few minutes later, police were notified that a silver Subaru Outback was uh, seen leaving this mosque. And they started pursuit at 1.57 p.m., Trent was arrested after police rammed his car. He later admitted that he was arrested. Uh, he later admitted that when he was arrested, he was on his way to attack a mosque in Ashburton, 56 miles away. So he was driving up to a third mosque. That was his plan. Fortunately, a, police uh, were able to ram his car and take him out. You, my friend, have committed a crime. <laughs> yeah. Would you want to be one of the wow. cops who has to go pull that guy over? That does not sound like a fun job. Vinny, let's talk about why we're bringing this guy in for the creepiest white supremacist. Because he murdered people because they're different? Yes, and he also had a manifesto. Under his name online is a racist manifesto claiming that white Christians are under threat from other religions and races. He also cites mass shooters like Norwegian terrorist Anders Breivik and Canadian Alexandre Bissonnette the Quebec City mosque attacker, now serving 40 years in jail for his actions two years ago. So the guy's a big fan of other shooters who have gone in and murdered people because of who they are. And um, of course, because it's a very long manifesto. (laughs) Right. So this is a Canadian report. And um, 
Interesting whose name gets thrown into this manifesto. Uh, also, a manifesto published online uh, that goes on for over 70 pages, uh, dealing with what may have been his motivations. Assault on our civilization, nowhere left to go that was safe from mass immigration. He deals with saying that Donald Trump uh, is uh, someone that he admires for being a supporter of uh, the far right and uniting of uh, those who are involved in what he uh, effectively says is a race war. Oh boy, <laughs> that's not good. The sitting president of the U.S. is getting props from this guy. <laughs> CNN, of course, asked Trump about this. I denounced white supremacy, okay? You did I've two denounced days later. white supremacy for years. He's been denouncing white supremacy for a few years now, Benny. They cut that part out of Hobolo 2 where I told <laughs> Kevin to never shoot up a mosque. They took that part out. They edited it out. The liberals, it's horrible. Vinny, I don't think you're listening. Are you listening? I denounce white supremacy. Okay. What's your next question? You <laughs> God, I missed that. So this is, again, this Canadian report. And uh, they're talking about this guy's manifesto and what he's writing on social media. And... You gotta love the liberal media up in Canada. They're great. Much Big of fan. it very typical of what you might find on a fascist or a neo-fascist or uh, right-wing website. I like how he lumps those things together. You know, fascist, right-wing, you know, like Benito Mussolini or Andrew Breitbart, you know, stuff like those Carl, people would can say. can I ask you a question? In yeah. your opinion, why do you feel like they're so closely linked in the minds of people? <laughs> because these people are crazy. That's the answer. Because these people are, That's these people the right are dumb. Answer. Um, I mean, the reporter is what, what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, oh, so this okay. guy received life without parole. He's the first person to ever get that sentence. It's the maximum sentence available in New Zealand. They're very nice people over there. They life don't want parole, eh? Life we don't without mean parole. To be harsh. Yeah. So, sorry about this. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> he killed like over 50 people injured 48 or something like that it was uh pretty horrific yeah but he scored a lot of points a lot of points He's a in that fucking game fucking creep it's creep and a half. my advice to everybody if you have a document on your computer saved that is your name with manifesto behind it just think about your life <laughs> not, not a good move just stop just stop go get an ice cream go see spider-man <laughs> just stop okay relax Carl, are you ready to do some voicemails? Yeah, let's do it. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse, reminding you to check in on the elderly this winter. Once they die, you'll get a head start on stealing all of their things. See you in Syracuse. I like it. I like this voicemail too. Hey Vinny, uh, you're wonderful and I love your hair. Carl, Did uh, who the fuck cuts your hair? It looks like you uh, looked at the Brendan Fraser just fuck my shit up meme and was like, yeah, that's the one I want. Um, so I have a place that, uh, that that should help you out. Phone number is 212-233-7206. Fuck you, Carl. Uh, I love you, Vinny. Uh, have a great day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He left Jeez. a phone number there. What you do with it is your business, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus, it's harsh. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have a voicemail that I want to play for you too, Vinny. All right. This is a pretty good one. Hey, Carl, this is for the creep off. I got to call and complain about Vinny because uh, you bring Hillary Clinton one week for the creep off and then he starts having a fucking bitch fit that she's not from Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then this week you bring uh, a dude who was from 
uh, West Virginia, yep. but he committed crimes in Florida, so he doesn't count, so he's got to pick one or the other. Come yeah, on, yeah, Vinny, a little bit of inconsistency there going on. You got to oh, pick you know, one or the other, my friend. All right, here's, I'll make, I'll make my pick right now. I pick victory because I won both weeks. Go fuck yourself. You're a cheater is the point. That's the point that I'm trying to make here. Fucking cheater! What the fuck, Vinny? You're going to blame the fact that we couldn't vote on the website on uh, on some guy's fucking server failing? Figure something out, man. Like, what the fuck? I would have voted for uh, Croge because I wanted to see you two have a dual consequence. But no, I, I, I couldn't vote, didn't know where to vote. Um, was unaware that we were supposed to vote on Patreon or I would have fucking done that. Uh, now I'm just going to continuously vote for Carl because you fucking suck. This vote, your your victory shouldn't count. How many of us that wanted to vote for Crows just to see you two have to spin the fucking dual wheel or whatever the fuck you call it, didn't get to? It's a cheat. Vinny's a cheater. Vinny's spinning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do I Great have? call, sir. Great call. Perfect call. That's a perfect call. <laughs> Incorrect. It was 46 seconds long. Too That's long. Disqualified. It was a perfect His call. thoughts are not valid. <laughs> His thoughts are no longer valid. I love that call. All right. Uh, I will just say this. Brian Ball, it's all your fault. Oi, Vinny. Sid Vicious. Normally, I don't have a lot of nice things to say about people. I'm usually going on about anarchy and all that. But I just got through listening to the 12-hour bad podcast live stream, and I really admire your dedication, Vinny. As such, I'd like to salute you with the song I wrote just for you. Hang on, let me plug in here. Go. There we go. Pull out my lyrics. Alrighty, Vinny, this one's for you, though. Vinny, you aren't skinny, but you're no Vinny from the beginning. Your creeps keep winning and keep call spinning. Cause deep within me, I love you. That was weird, but thank you, sir. Thank you. Love you back. Way over 45 seconds. Yes. Yeah, I just want to point it out. This is the only Vinny song Vinny, worth listening Vinny. to. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny. By the way, was that Cardiff who called in just now? Because that bass playing sounded a lot like Cardiff to me. I don't know. You got any more voicemails, Carl? No, that's all I got, buddy. All right. Well, I guess that is our voicemails. Now, we have an announcement we'd like to make. Do you remember? We we do? Had a, yeah, remember that whole conversation we had last week? No. We talked to Mark after. Oh, you want to announce that one? Yes, I do. I think we that. should because we should get we should get the uh, ball moving on this. I haven't even told the people we want to participate in it yet, so that's all right. Though. Let's do it. Once we announce this, they will come. All right, good. Buckets like everywhere. It. It's going to be amazing. Oof. Carl and I have a challenge for you, the listeners. We have a wonderful Patreon community. Those of you who support us, we could not be more thankful. We are, I believe, sitting at about four hundred and seventeen patrons currently. Beautiful. We appreciate okay. each and every one of them. Every one of them. Even the Vietnams. Every one a treasure. 
yes. a special snowflake in the tapestry. I fucking don't know, but they're the best. So <laughs> we are not our snowflakes. Good point. <laughs> You're right about that. Uh, eat a bag of dicks. So we have decided that if by March 1st, we could get that number to 500, which is pretty reasonable. I would, I would say. imagine. Yeah. If we could get 500 patrons March 1st, there will be a very special live show. Yes. A live show that none of you will want to miss. And we guarantee you all want to have happen. It will be held in the Rickles room at comedy at the Carlson. We will be doing the official roast of Carl and Vinny. That's correct. And we'll have all of our friends there. All the ones, you know, and love like, yep. uh, Croge and Andy and, uh, even some of Vinny's friends will be there too. We'll get videos sent in from people. We'll have a very, very good time. And if you want to roast us, we'll even let some of the listeners submit their roasts. Yes, we'll make this sure. a very, very cool event. And the way it will end is very simple. We've already established this, Carl. Yes. The grand finale of this will be Vinny and Carl will roast battle each other for ultimate supremacy. And the rest of the room. But yes. Yes. So Most battle everyone. <laughs> we will just make fun of everyone that's there. And Correct. there will be tickets available. People will be able to come to this from far and wide if you want to. But it will also be a very special episode of the show. So 500 patrons will make it happen. March 1st. That's the deadline. Sound very like good. Plan, Carl? I love it. Let's do a scum parade then. Oh, yeah. The scum parade's time. Let's uh, hit that. Watch out for the scum parade. Oh, no. Last Friday, officers were sent to Wilson Boulevard in Jacksonville, Florida, Carl. You know why? Why is that, Vinny? Because a man named Stephen McKinnis claimed he had killed someone. Oh, okay. The Jacksonville Sheriff's Office says in a release, officers who arrived at the home found an unresponsive woman who was pronounced dead by members of the Jacksonville Fire and Rescue Department. They found her stuffed into a freezer in the basement. Sounds like he wanted to get away with it. Uh, no, because he called the police on himself. Right. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. Stephen Allen McGinnis, 62, of Atlantic Beach, was arrested and charged with second-degree murder and with a depraved mind. Wait, what kind of reporting is this? He was charged with having a depraved mind? Apparently, that's a uh, murder charge. He was charged with assault and having a screw loose. <laughs> Watch out for this guy. Old. <laughs> he had some bats in the belfry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I don't think that that's a real thing you could charge somebody with. Having a depraved mind. Yeah. Sounds made I mean, up to me. Uh, the first charge of uh, being a bucket that's half full. Come on. Come on. <laughs> so the woman has not been publicly identified. According to the arrest report, when officers pulled up to the home, they saw McGinnis loading items into his truck, which was parked in the driveway. While searching the home, investigators found a woman's body stuffed in the deep freezer in the garage. The report alleges, according to Newsjacks, they... They also found what looked like fresh blood on the bed, nightstand, and floor of the master bedroom, and on the kitchen floor. According to the report, which is redacted in some sections, the victim knew McGinnis and was dealing with him about the estate of another person. The dealings were apparently causing tension with the woman, the report alleges. Now, at some point, the victim called McGinnis, saying that she wanted everything he took from the estate back and that she wanted the keys. The report states McGinnis arrived at her house, let himself in, 
Uh, he stated he usually knocks on the door, but this time he did not. And then he found the victim on her bed in her bedroom, the report states. Sounds like he was in a mood that day, Vinny. He stated that she gave him a mean look. Uh-oh. Don't want to do that when he's in a mood. And you know what he is guilty of, according to himself? What's that? Going over the edge. Because mm. that's what he told you. He says, it sent me over the edge, officer. McGinnis called the police and then his wife, the report alleges. The medical examiner found a cut on the victim's heads and signs of strangulation. The report also lists the weapons used in the crime were personal weapons, quote, hands, fists, feet, teeth, etc. I hope not all of those things were used. That would yes, be a lot. all of those things. It seems like too much. Neighbor Kenneth Fishman told Newsjax that the woman who lived at the home was in her 80s. Oh, God. You don't need to strangle a woman in her 80s. Just cough on her. Uh, There's easier ways to kill women in their 80s. Yeah, to wait. She was a very private person. <laughs> We'd see her periodically. She'd come out with her walker, and she'd work at the yard a little bit. So this is an old woman with a walker who was still in bed. And right. She, and she gave him a I would probably say that every look this woman made was probably pretty sour at 80. Correct. She's not really giving a lot of, like, smiles to people at this stage in her life. Yeah, why? Smile why? I, she didn't I, just come from Botox treatment, all right? She's <laughs> not going to give you a, a pleasant look. Yeah, she just looked like a melted candle sitting at the edge of the bed, and this guy fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. lost it. <laughs> so, yeah, he's in trouble. It is unclear if he has an attorney yet, but he's due to appear in court on January 31st. Now, Hobbs, New Mexico, Carl. Yes. 18-year-old Alexis Avila was in Lee County courtroom where she is facing charges of attempted murder. Investigators say Avila admits she threw her newborn son into a dumpster just hours after giving birth. She claims she's one of those ladies who was pregnant and didn't know it. Uh, she says I think that's funny. Out, What's funny? She tried being a parent for a couple hours, decided it wasn't her thing. I had a similar experience with Ted Lasso. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't working out. <laughs> <laughs> How do you throw a streaming series into a dumpster? <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense, Carl. For just drag and drop. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I drag, drag and dropped and drop. my baby. <laughs> oh, that's the name of this episode. <laughs> the old drag and drop. Uh, the act was caught on a security camera, which helped police in finding Avila. Police say the 18-year-old mother arrived at a white car before getting out and tossing a black garbage bag into the dumpster behind a shopping center. According to officials, the mom had confessed and reported, reportedly told authorities she panicked, so she wrapped the baby boy in a towel before placing him in a garbage bag. It doesn't sound like panic. Panic would be like throwing it against the wall. <laughs> yeah, panic would be like, like... Ah, just dropping it. That's not panic. You put it in with a blanket? It's a good point. Yeah. I don't know if I buy her story. <laughs> the infant was in the dumpster for about six hours in like New Mexico sun. Yeah. And survived. Yeah. The, the, the kid was found by a woman and two men who were quote, searching the dumpsters for anything of value. Well, they found one. <laughs> yeah. I guess beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I don't know. Right. Another man's junk is another person's yep. baby. I don't know. Another young unwed mother's junk. All right, so the baby was transported to the hospital by police. He was given a blood transfusion, put on feeding tubes, and given oxygen, and believe it or not, stable condition. So impressive. Good on you, kid. The infant is in the care of the New Mexico Department of Children, Youth, and Family Services. This girl's being held on house arrest. 
Yeah, she's literally under the same restrictions as everyone in Ontario, Canada right now. Yeah, she's, she's allowed grounded. to leave her house for work, but she has to be home otherwise. Like, yeah, this is happening all over the world. It's not a big deal. Young lady, the judge is like, young lady, did you throw your baby in a dumpster? Well, you're grounded. <laughs> you're grounded. And he even said, he goes, and if you leave the house, I'll know about it. And then you'll go to jail. You'll go, you'll go to jail. You'll I go to jail. You. If, if, if I find out you left that house, I'll send you to jail. You'll go <laughs> to your room without dinner. Uh, what is Did she you do? see? What is she going to do if she leaves? Have another baby and throw it in another dumpster? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's not like she's going around finding babies to throw in dumpsters. It was her kid. It's going to take her at least nine months to commit this crime again. Yeah, well, you know. Did you just... see the, the virtue signaling idiots who are all at the courthouse with their signs? Me, don't throw your baby in a dumpster. Me. Babies are a treasure, not trash. Oh, wow. Really? You think that what she did was wrong? Is that what you want the world to know? Hey, hey, look at this person. They're against throwing babies in dumpsters. If only I knew where I stood on that issue. Yeah. Wow. Honestly, honestly if, if, if this lady had classed it up a little bit, this could have been an episode of Storage Wars. Right. Yeah. Could have had, some fun had a lot of fun. <laughs> could have had a lot of fun with this. Either way, she is in a lot of trouble and yeah. she'll probably get away with it because she's, a, you know, an 18 year old girl who'll cry a lot. Um, I don't know. It's, she has a Spanish-sounding name. I don't know if she's going to get away with it. <sighs> a 30-year-old motocross. Plus, how fat does she have to be to not know she was pregnant? Got to be at least two Vinnies. If I was yes. pregnant, I'd, I'm a big boy. <laughs> and if I was pregnant, I'd know it. <laughs> Fair enough. I would like to submit that, that evidence go. to the court. Yep. <laughs> a 30-year-old motocross circus stuntman is jailed on child rape charges. He also may be involved in a number of unsolved sex crimes involving minors in several states. A traveling circus stuntman raping kids all over this country. This guy has it figured out because a lot of child rapists are like scout leaders, they're involved in the church, they're minor league baseball mascots. That's too obvious. This guy is like an extreme sport dude. You would never think he's diddling your kids. You know what, though? I feel like carnies are probably on, like, the top 10 career choices for people. He's not a carny. He's not a carny, though. He's not helping you get on the tilt-a-whirl. Well, he's uh, f driving his uh, bike, his motorbike uh, off ramps and shit. Yeah, he's being held in Tennessee on a trio of trialed rape charges and two counts of aggravated kidnapping. He's being investigated by federal authorities as a serial child rapist. The guy's name is Andrew Ryan Andrew Meung. So he works as an amateur. <laughs> How do you like him? Meung. <laughs> Meung. They young. Come on. Waka, waka. <laughs> we are young. <laughs> an, an amateur motocross dumbman and youth mentor. Uh, you, yeah. I don't think you want to call it that. Uh, he was arrested in December. According to his arrest affidavit in the case, two of the victims were siblings aged 10 and 11 years old, Rod and Todd Flanders. It's important to rape both brothers. You don't want to give one of them a complex, you know? Oh, I'm yeah. not cute enough to rape. What you give to one, you have to give to both. Correct, yes. I believe that's the rule for shitty children. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mayung allegedly took the two boys to a bus belonging to Ryan to talk about dirt bike stuff, investigators said. He later locked the doors and sexually assaulted one of the two boys. The children later managed to flee the vehicle. As they fled the bus, Mayung shouted, Hey, don't tell your dad. 
<laughs> is it weird that that's how I end all conversations with children? That's like my goodbye. Is that weird? Most of the kids you talk to don't have dads. Now, hold on. Could you imagine being at the carnival one day? You're just sitting there eating your corn dog, and then you just see the bus door fly open, and kids come running out, and this fucking guy <laughs> wearing an evil Knievel fucking onesie is like, hey, don't tell your dad. <laughs> Yelling, don't tell your dad. His children come running out. Another day at the carnival. <laughs> The child later managed to flee the vehicle. As they fled the bus, he yelled, Mae Young operated the Indiana-based company Live Your Dreams MX. He sure did. He certainly did. His to work the extreme! Sorry. His work involved him traveling throughout the U.S. as well as internationally holding motocross camps and constructing motocross tracks. Prosecutors say the 30-year-old has ties with multiple youth organizations and ministries. On Monday, Hamilton County District Attorney Neil Pinkson held a press conference announcing that he is now a suspect in sex crimes in multiple states, including Georgia, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Ohio, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and I'll rape children in Michigan and Wisconsin! Yeah! <laughs> Law enforcement officials are urging additional potential victims to come forward. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you have been raped by a circus like a, stuntman. Like a super cool dude. Like, like a really cool, cool the, dude with a bus. The like coolest a, dude that's ever raped you. Yeah. We need you to let us call the know. Homeland Security Investigations tip line. The number is 866-347-2423. Serious calls only. And just the tip. They don't need to hear any other information. Just the tip. They described him as a known transient. He has no permanent address. He lives in this bus thing, and he worked as a delivery driver in Tennessee for a little while. Mm -hmm. And uh, he crashed with local families when he would go from town to town. He'd be like, can I come stay at your place? Uh, don't worry, I could bunk with your kids. Yeah, it's no problem. I mean, what, what could go wrong here? I'm just a transient who rides a motorcycle real fast for a living. You could trust me. You could trust me as much as you could trust the road. I don't <laughs> know. Insane. It just sounds like something a transient would say. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Uh, not everything's a winner on this show. You know who wasn't a winner? This Who's poor that? woman named Jermisha Richards. She uh, did not win. This is a okay. bad one, folks. Okay. Houston, Texas. A 27-year-old man was arrested earlier this week for allegedly stabbing his pregnant wife and trying to light her on fire. Ouch. Yeah. Emmanuel Mallard met with his 27-year-old wife, Jermisha at her mother's house. He reportedly told her to get into his car and threatened to burn Richard's mother home, mother's home down if she did not. Richard, so she's like, I'm probably going to do what he's asking me to do because she actually trusts these threats. If you're the mother at this point, you're like, don't let him burn the house down. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Go somewhere else and burn something down. Yeah. I mean, my parents were always telling me to go out. Go, take it out. Go outside and play. <laughs> take yeah, Take that outside. Uh, oh, you're all oh, your arson. Richard's five months pregnant with Mallard's child reportedly got into her husband's car and they drove to his father's house. Now inside the home, Mallard threatened to kill Richards if she testified against him in a prior case. So <laughs> this whole thing is wrong. Everything yeah. here is wrong. If so, if you were going to about to testify against someone, whether or not they want to burn down your mother's house, you don't go with them. You call the police. If you testify against me, I'll kill you. <laughs> Not a good tactic. And the mom was like, but you better leave my house alone. Now, 
According to the press release of the Houston Police Department, Mallard stabbed his wife in the stomach, neck, and back. Police say he also struck her in the head with a tire iron multiple times. Jesus. Mallard's cut Richard's clothing off, poured lighter fluid on her, and lit her shirt on fire, and threw it towards her. To defend herself, police say Richards dodged the inflamed shirt and hit her husband with an object before running away. Mallard reportedly fled the scene as the home was engulfed in flames. Ha ha, your dad's house burnt down, motherfucker. That's what you get. That's what you get. This guy seems like a real prick, doesn't he? He's a fucking problem. This guy's a problem. He's being charged with aggravated assault of a family member in violation of a protective order. Police say as of Wednesday, January 13th, Mallard is still not in custody. No? They do not have him. He has not been caught. Huh. So according to the KPRC, Mallard and Richards have been married approximately seven years. They share two other children together. He has a long criminal past with charges between 2013 that include 2013 and 2019 that include theft of property, burglary of a vehicle, obstruction or retaliation, terroristic threats in a public place, and various charges of assault of a family or household member with bodily injury. Jesus Christ! By the way, Vinny, I want to thank the um, third host on our show this week, your squeaky chair, doing a bang-up job. Really good stuff. No, I love it. (laughs) Remember, if you love squeaky chairs, vote for Vinny. On our uh, Patreon page. 500, folks. Magic number. Five hundred roast. We'll make it happen. All right. It's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gagia. From the beginning, your creeps keep winning and keep call spinning. Cause deep within it, I love you.